Welcome. How are you guys? Good? Good? Well, I'm going to go ahead and pray. We're going to get started. And Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you for who you are and who you've made us to be. Father, I just pray today that you will go before us in all that we say and all that we do, that we will keep our minds on you, keep our, keep our minds on what Philippians 4, 8 says. And today we're going to dig into that Bible verse. And Lord Jesus, you are good in your name. Amen. Please stand with us, and we are going to go ahead and worship Jesus together. search the world, but it couldn't fill me. A man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. And you came along and put me back together. is now satisfied here in your love oh there's nothing better than you there's nothing better than you Lord there's nothing nothing is better All right, guys, are we ready to sing? Last week, I heard you kids singing this song louder than I've ever heard you sing a song. So let's sing it. We're going to verse 2. I'm not afraid to show you my weakness, my failures and flaws. You've seen them all, and you still call me friend. The God of the mountains is the God of the valley, and there's not a place your mercy and grace find me again. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better. Christian or if you feel how you feel, can we just sing this? And the words are really simple. It just says, Holy Spirit, come. Here we go. Holy Spirit. 
Spirit, come. I looked out, this is what I saw a lot of. Looking around. Can we just close our eyes right now? Everybody close your eyes. And let's just sing. Holy Spirit, come. Oh, we worship you. Holy Spirit, come. out of the out of the Bible and and sometimes words of songs and words when we read out of revelation in the Bible sometimes it doesn't really make sense this says all the saints and angels the saints that's us it means all of us the people who call Jesus King and all the angels together in one place we bow and we worship Jesus and you know that's happening in this room right now that there are angels with us here and they're worshiping Jesus with us. Isn't that pretty awesome to think that an angel that is assigned to protect you is right now worshiping Jesus right beside you? incense arise if you don't understand what that means it's talking about the prayers and the worship as we pray incense arises in revelation it says it goes right up to heaven right up to god himself so when you have a prayer request this morning which i know all of us do no matter if you're five or 
105. He hears those requests. So let's we, as we sing this, let's let it happen, okay? Father, I ask that every prayer request from every child, every parent, would rise as incense, as your word says, Father, and it would glorify your name. Understanding, oh, oh, your sons and daughters will prophesy. There'll be dreams and visions. You're so beautiful beyond compare, the King of Glory. God, we worship you. Thank you for each person in this room today, God. Destined and called by you to do great things for your kingdom, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Amen. You guys can be seated. isn't going to work. I'm going to do really bad today. I'm going to forget what I have to say. I might as well just give up. Hi, I'm Graham and I'm going to fail. Sorry, but I'm just trying to be honest. I'm trying to have integrity. Integrity is choosing to be truthful in whatever you say and do. And the truth is, the speech I have to give later today is going to go badly. I am supposed to talk to a bunch of strangers about different kinds of masks, but every time I give a speech, I get so nervous that everything I want to say comes out wrong. I don't know if this happens to you, but I keep hearing these voices in my head. You're not very good at talking to people. When you tell jokes, they stink. Other people are way better at this than you. The more I listen to these voices, the more I believe them. So it's probably better if I don't even do the speech today. Can't mess up if I don't try, right? That way you won't be embarrassed. Good point, teddy bear voice. So in today's story, we're learning about how to control what you think. <laughs> like that would be helpful. Wait, would that be helpful? No, I mean, no. Aw, thanks for being honest, weird horse voice. I knew I could count on you.
Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning. Hey, before we continue on, just a couple quick announcements. Uh, one, we are glad that you're here for our family service. If you're glad you're here, give me a whoop, whoop. Yeah, come on, Lord. Yeah, so a few things I want to tell you about. Our path of discipleship, this is how we kind of express as a church who we are and what we're about. We want to ask you next Sunday, November 1st, if you'd sign up to join us. If you're just getting to know us, we want to get to know you also. And so this is how or where, I guess, we learn how to connect, to grow, and to serve, and to lead here at Rock of Grace. And we want you to be a part of what we're doing. So if you want to get involved, go to rockofgrace.org and go to back slash path of discipleship, and you can sign up. We're making lunch for you, or we're buying lunch for you. Anyway, we're loving on you as we get to know you, so please be a part of that. Also, if you've seen either in, in the foyer or you've been part of services here, you know that Operation Christmas Child is happening. How many have sent packages in the past to kids all around the world? Most everybody? Yeah, this is amazing. Imagine you've never gotten a Christmas present ever in your whole life, and then comes a little box full of good stuff, and somebody tells you about Jesus. This is an opportunity for us, for a few bucks, to send Jesus and his love to people that have never heard about him or maybe never even got a Christmas present, and you get to be a part of it. So grab a box. There's some information out there with it, but they need to be back in two weeks by November 8th. So I want to tell you guys this right before we start this video. We're going to watch a video about Operation Christmas Child. Some of the boxes that you've sent in the past are actually on this video, going to kids all over the world. Watch this.
So Operation Christmas Child is something that we do every year. We've been doing it for years. We have an audacious, crazy, awesome goal. It's 500, right? 500 boxes. And how many believe we could do it? Right? Jesus said in Matthew that all things are possible uh, with him. So I believe we can do it. Um, I also have one more announcement. I know I've got some parents and grandparents in here today, and I didn't want you uh, to miss it before we have our missionary come up. I want you to make sure that you're familiar with Stand Sunday. Uh, It's called Orphan Sunday for a long time. We changed it, or they changed it, I should say, this year to Stand Sunday. All of the Christmas cards that we put out in the foyer were taken last week, which is a great problem. But I was sad because I didn't get a chance to write uh, a letter to one of the teens in Trumbull County uh, foster care. And so we decided to do this. Let's give them two. What's better than one card, right, with a letter from the Lord? Two. So I uh, want to play this video. And after the video, I want to remind you again that pick up a card on your way out today. Fill it with an Amazon or, or a, uh, a um, Walmart gift card and a handwritten note asking God to speak to you words of encouragement for them. Let's watch this video. I was an orphan. I was an orphan. I was an orphan. I didn't know my father. I was alone. Helpless. Hopeless. I had no family. I didn't belong to anyone. To anyone. To anyone. I was an orphan. No one saw me. No one knew me. I was invisible. I was lost. I was lost. No one claimed me. No one said, he's mine. She's mine. I was an orphan. I was an orphan. I was hungry. Like all the food in the world couldn't fill me up. I was vulnerable. Unprotected, at risk, cold, tired. Tired. I'm tired. I thought I didn't matter. I thought no one cared. No one cared. I was an orphan. I was an orphan. I was an orphan. But I was found. But I was found. I was found. Someone stepped in. Someone saw me. I was sought. Pursued. Wanted. Known. I was an orphan. But now I belong. Now I belong. Now I belong. I'm embraced. A sister. A brother. I know my father. I know my father. I know my father. I was an orphan. But I am loved. At great cost. I am restored. I am restored. And for the first time, I know that I am valued, prized, forever. 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 I was an orphan. I was an orphan. I was an orphan. We're all orphans. So I care for orphans. So I care for orphans. I was an orphan. So I care for orphans. you know about our our initiative to transform Trumbull County. We have four big initiatives. The first one we're tackling is foster care and adoption. And so many of you have taken that amazing adventure uh, with us, including our family, actually. But there's many ways you can step in to uh, serve in a small way. You could be a mentor mom or dad once a month and take one of those teenagers out for pizza and be a a voice of of, uh, faith and encouragement to them. And then a very simple thing we're going to do this Christmas, again, is pick up a Christmas card on the way out. Ask God to give you a scripture for them, a specific verse of encouragement for them. Fill it with a gift card and then drop it back off November 8th. Everybody say November 8th. All right, we're going to have a missionary. Come on up. Don, not Dan. Don Blanton. I almost confused the two names there. Can you guys give him a hand as he comes? He was running sound um, back in 1922. No, back... Uh, 30, just kidding, 30 years ago when I was just a wee lad at Bible camp, at youth camp. And I remember that. I remember going up to him and asking him a couple questions. And he was he's just a cool guy talking to me, willing to talk to a little, little teenager kid. And now he's still that same cool guy. But now God's put a new mission, a new vision uh, on his heart. Give him a warm welcome one more time. Put your hands together. Thanks, man. See, if you weren't here in the first service, you missed it. So because of time today, I'm not going to show all the things I did. But is there anybody here that's 13? 
Anybody here that's 13? Real quick. Oh, uh, sorry. Come up here. Come on. Come on. Hurry up. Come on. She won't even do it. Somebody else. Anybody 13? Close to it. I'm not going to hurt you. They're gonna, he's got a stick in his hand, and he's going to beat me. With, come on up here. You're close enough. Close enough. You're, are you 13? All right. Hurry up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All righty. Now, hang on to this. You know what that's for? Taking care of lions. You don't believe me, do you? Let me see. See, if you were if you were living in Tanzania, where I'm going to be going, and you were part of the Maasai people, which is the is the natives of of there, and you were about 13 years old, and you were a boy, sorry, they would send you out to take care of the of their cattle, of their goats. And one of the things you've got to be taking care of is making sure the lions don't come and eat your cows or goats. And that's what you get. Think you can handle that? Has anybody ever heard? <laughs> you sure? I, I bet you could. Because if a lion was coming after you and all you had was a stick, I think you'd figure out how to use it real quick, wouldn't you? Yep. Have you ever heard that, Bible, that, that verse that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Well, when I was your age, I got stuck behind a soundboard. Didn't have a choice. Our sound man had left the church that my dad pastored. It was Saturday night, and there was nobody to run it. My dad said, see if you can figure it out. So I figured it out. Over the course of time, I got to work with some really, really famous people. And if we had the time today to show the video, you would see some of them. Mom and dad would definitely know who a lot of these people are, all right, especially all you 80s hairband guys, and you would recognize a lot of them. But, but through all of that, I also became a youth pastor and a kids pastor. And, and so, you know, I incorporated all these things doing it. I remember, again, I remember Jordan when the guitar was bigger than he was. And <clears throat> it's great, great to be here and see what God's doing in his life. But one of the things that happened to me back in, or, uh, February of 2019, I got asked to come to Tanzania to a city called Dodoma to a Bible college called Central Bible College. And they have a 6,000-seat auditorium and no PA system, no projectors, nothing. And anytime they do a big event, they have to bring in equipment and figure out and hope it works right. And, and the little PA system they have really is not in that great of shape. So they asked me to come and work with them. So out of that, long story short, God has called me now to travel to Tanzania as a missionary. And my primary function is to work with their churches to help them with their sound needs and things. Now, they have church over there. Um, I have a pastor friend that I've met that had to do three services in a brand new building. And as they were having their, their worship practice before service, the sound system blew up. Gone. Done. He preached three services that morning. 1,500 people each with no sound system at all. I just want you to understand, everybody likes Pastor Jordan. Isn't he a great guy? Well... I tried, man. I tried to. <laughs> oh, well. That... <laughs> Isn't he a great guy? All right. But you want to know what? You want to know who the most powerful person in this room is right now? The guy sitting at the soundboard. Because every time he says, now, as I wrap up this service here, he starts to look at his watch saying, that's the third time. You, we're done. We're going. Right. <laughs> See, just. <laughs> But I'm going to be teaching these people, so I'm going to be teaching in the Bible College. I'm also going to be teaching in one of the universities that's over there. We're also working because they have a vision for the next 13 years to reach 9 million people. 9 million people. They want to start 40,000 churches and have 40,000 pastors, and they're looking at missionaries and, and youth and kids evangelists, and this is what is so cool and part of the reason why I think this is so exciting to me. 62% of the population of Tanzania is under the age of 20. So just think about this. All of these, the, the, the sound systems and things are helping these evangelists and these pastors get the word out. Because if you can't hear, and this is something, you know, everybody has that question they want to ask Jesus when they get to heaven. I want to know, how in the world did all of those people hear you talking when they would talk, and the Bible talks about, and he fed 5,000 men. 
you know, and there was actually a lot more people than that. How in the world did they hear you? You know, I don't know if it's like one of them Harry Potters. I, I don't know. I, you know <laughs> that's what, I, in my brain, that's what I was, I don't know. How did you do that without sound systems? The Bible says, how can people know if they can't hear? And that's part of my gift. That's part of my talent. Now, you're standing, you're going, now, why are you having me up here holding this stick? Because, see, remember I said they use that to fight off the lions? How do you think they fight off lions with that? They absolutely do not hit it with it. Because if you try to hit a lion with that and you miss, guess what? You're lunch. Okay? Believe it or not, how many here have cats? I'm not a cat fan. I'm very allergic to them, so it makes it easy to hate on them. Just like your cat, when it kind of pounces on you, you know, if it's not been declawed and all that, it's paws are out, its mouth is open. That's exactly how a lion attacks. So it, that lion's going to come at you. Its claws are going to be out. Its mouth's going to be open. He's making all kinds of noise. And you're going to take that stick, and you're going to go boom, right down its throat. You think you can fit that in your mouth? You sure? I got 50 bucks in my pocket. It says if you can do it, I'll give it to you. No? You sure? 50 bucks, I mean, that's a lot of money. That's at least, what, half a pair of jeans nowadays? So, <laughs> But that's exactly what they would do. And as they would shove this down its throat, now it can't breathe, it's choking, everything. Then they can take out their knife and they can kill it. You know what? The enemy wants to tell us our entire life, you're not worth anything. And you can't do anything. He told me that as a teenager. Because when I was strung out and in trouble and doing a lot of stupid things and I knew better then, God reminded me of who he was. And I said, God, if you're everything I've ever been told you are, fix me. And that quick, he redeemed my life. Here I am all these years later. I've been in ministry for over 30 years. I've had an impact on thousands of teenagers across Ohio and, and other states. But now he's sending me to another part of the world and say, you know that other skill that you used to do, you know, and made a lot of money doing it and did it for, for, the, for the world? Now I want you to teach my people and my church how to do it for my glory. And that's what I'm going to be doing. Thank you so much for helping me out here today. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Pastor Jordan, whoever here. All right, there we go. Thank you very much. Uh, it's really great to hear from missionaries who are going all around the world. And you guys have a part. You get to hear their story, and you get to sew into their ministries, and you get to learn fun things like that cool lion tamer stick. We don't have lions around here, but it would be kind of cool to have one, wouldn't it? It would be right. cool to have a lion? It would be cool to have, well, a, a stick. stick. Okay. Yeah, just the stick. Just making sure. Uh, All right, guys, it is time for sword drills. And I have a question for you before we get started. Um, Let's do offering while you oh, do sword drills. Yeah, we probably better not How does that sound? Happy's back there laughing. I see him waving the, the plates at me. All right. Well, Jesus, we just thank you so much uh, for, once again, just who you are. And we just... We are blessed to, to be here at this moment in time. And Lord Jesus, I just pray that every penny that goes into the offering today um, will just be multiplied and multiplied into your kingdom, Lord Jesus. Even uh, not just here in the plates, but also uh, things that are given online as well, Lord Jesus. We know that you um, are someone who likes to bless those who bless you. Um, so Jesus, here is our gift to you today in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. I want all the kids, before we do this, I want all the kids to stand up. All the kids, all the kids. All the kids. <laughs> stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. We have quite a few here today. That's good. I feel like I'm really echoey and really loud, Tim. I, I, all right. <clears throat> I'll just keep going. How many of you want to serve God and make him happy? I think I see every hand, every one. Do you know that the truth is, I was doing some reading about a month ago as part of a uh, class that Miss Christine and I were teaching. Do you know that the truth is that most kids who grow up in the church, when they graduate high school and go off to college, stop serving God? Did you know that? That's pretty sad, isn't it? Who thinks that's sad? Do you know, if I had the answer for you to make that not happen, wouldn't you want that answer? Okay, the answer is in 
our sword drill today. So, let's, Bible's up. Ooh, they're even You can sit today. down now if you want to. You don't have to, but you can sit down if you want. All right, Tyler, are you ready? You ready? All right. Psalms 119, this is right in the middle. Look, I have mine marked because I, you guys are too fast for me and I want it, so... Right in the middle. That's a clue. Psalms 119. Psalms 119. I didn't hear them at all. Psalms 119. Psalms 119. Psalms 119. 11. Go. It's fun to hear all the pages flipping. Okay, real loud. Real loud, real loud. Have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee? Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. All month long, we'll move right into our theme. All month long, we're talking about integrity and specifically being honest and truthful. Um, and we, we learned earlier in the month that integrity is doing what's right even when we don't want to, doing what's right even when nobody else is looking. And if we hide God's word in our hearts, it helps us to do the right things and to not sin. And it will help us when we get older to stay uh, in communication with God and to follow him. All right, week one, if you guys can think back a little bit, it was be truthful with your whole life. Week two, we looked at being truthful with God keeps you close to him. And week three was when you're not truthful, you lose trust. And those are kind of tough things, and they're kind of hard to do sometimes. But we know that if we live a life with integrity and do what we can when we're truthful, that it will help us learn what we're doing today, which is focus on what is true. And how do we focus on what is true? Well, we're going to look at our Bible verse, and our Bible verse is going to tell us all about how to focus on what is true. All right, so our Bible verse for today is Proverbs 10, 9. So read this with me. Finally, my brothers and sisters. Repeat after me. Let's do that. <laughs> Finally, my brothers and sisters. Finally, my brothers and sisters. Always think about what is true. Always think about what is true. Think about what is noble. Think about what is noble. Right and pure. Right and pure. Think about what is lovely. Think about what is lovely. And worthy of respect. And worthy of respect. If anything is excellent. If anything is excellent. Or worthy of praise. Or worthy of praise. Think about these kind of things. Think about these kind of things. So when you're daydreaming at school or you're... Uh, you're riding in the car. The Bible is telling us to think about things that are good, that are pure, that are right. And those are the things that we're supposed to focus on in our lives. This morning, we usually play a video for the Bible story, right? Well, we decided that we are going to tell you the Bible story instead because we've already seen quite a few videos. So um, here we go. Are you guys ready? You guys like when we act things out, right? I'm not acting that much. AJ yelled at me last time. So here we go. So it's been very fun talking about integrity this month. And we've looked at some good examples of how to have integrity. Last week, we saw the example of what not to do. And like the Bible says, uh, we can find out what integrity is. And we are in the New Testament and in a portion of Philippians that was written by a man named Paul. So sometime after Jesus had died, then he went up into heaven. Paul went around telling people about Jesus. He started a lot of churches across parts of Asia and Europe. He would go into a new town, tell people about Jesus, start a church. Once there were enough believers, he'd move to another city and tell the people there about Jesus and do that whole thing all over again. The book of Philippians was a letter to Paul uh, that, or no, a letter that Paul wrote to the church in the city of Philippi. He actually wrote a letter while he was in prison. He hadn't done anything wrong, but he had been arrested for telling people about Jesus. So this is something that Paul wrote in Philippians 4, 8. It says, finally, my brothers and sisters, 
always think about what is true. Think about what is noble, right, and pure. This should sound familiar to you, right? We just went over this as our Bible verse. Think about what is lovely and worthy of respect. If anything is excellent or worthy of praise, think about those kinds of things. You see, Paul wanted the Philippians to understand what we think, okay? And what we think, it matters a lot. For example, when something bad happens, what do you think about? It could be something that annoys you, something that makes you mad, or something that just isn't going your way. And in times like that, what kinds of things run through your mind? I know that for me, sometimes I tend to focus on what's wrong. Anybody have that problem, kids? You think about what's going wrong in your life. We get frustrated, or I'm sorry, we think about all the things that aren't the way that they should be or aren't the way that we want them to be. We get angry, we get frustrated. We want to get even with whoever hurt our feelings. We might even be afraid because things seem out of control. There's nothing wrong with these feelings of emotions, but still, Paul was saying that we won't get nearly as angry, frustrated, or scared if we choose to set our minds on those other things instead. And to show you what I mean, I've asked one of my favorite actors to act out what might happen on a particularly tough day and to see how she might feel about it. So please welcome Olivia. Oh, it was awful. What? I had to take a test to renew my driver's license. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was so worried I wouldn't pass. There were so many questions running through my mind. Like, what does a red curve mean again? What about a yellow curve? And what am I supposed to do when there's a stop sign? I was so worried about the test that I invited my friends to come study with me. We studied until 11.30 That's past your bedtime. That's almost midnight. But I was still so nervous after they left. I kept studying all night. I didn't sleep a wink. You know what happened next? Well, as I ate breakfast, I fell asleep in my book. I way overslept, and I missed the test completely. Woe is me. Life will never be the same. I'll never drive again. I'm a loser. <laughs> oh. It's a little harsh. Yeah. A little bit harsh. Uh, so I, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, that would be so frustrating. I'm not sure life will never be the same, though. Well, maybe. I mean, I get it. When bad things happen, it's natural for us to focus on what's wrong. It seems like that's all we can think about. Let me ask you something, though. What if you decided to change your focus a little bit? What if you tried what it said in Paul's letter? Now, if you look up at Philippians 4, 8, it says, you need to think about what is true, noble, right, and pure. Yeah, what if you chose to think about what is lovely and worthy of respect? Hmm. What if you set your mind on things that are excellent and worthy of praise? Well, let's see. Noble, right, and pure. You mean like the fact that God loves me? Sure. Or maybe the fact that he can make good things happen in a bad situation. Lovely and worthy of respect. Well, my friends and family members are pretty great. Yes. It's cool that God put people in my life to who love me and want the what's best for me. Absolutely. Now, what can you think of that's excellent or worthy of praise? I mean, God is definitely worthy of praise. He's good all the time. And he made the world and everything we see. Not only that, he takes care of me and gives me what I need every day. That's pretty excellent if you ask me. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel now that you've thought about those things? Any better? I do. I mean, it doesn't make everything perfect. I'm still bummed that I missed the test. But now I'm thinking maybe, just maybe, it will work out okay. Maybe I would react a little bit differently if I could do things over again. I love it. When we remember what's true about God, it's amazing how we look at everything in our life. We look at it a little bit differently. 
And tell you what, what if we rewind this scene and see if you can change your focus this time? Deal. All right, let's rewind. <laughs> All right, presenting what might have happened to Olivia Take Two. Give it up for Olivia. <laughs> Where am I? What day is it? What time is it? Driver training. Oh, I missed the test. Hold on a second. <laughs> Think about what's true. Think about what's noble, right, and pure. Think about what is lovely and worthy of respect. If anything is excellent or worthy of praise, think about those kind of things. You know what? It's going to be okay. God is good. God loves me. And he's always with me. Even if I mess up and miss my test. And hey, you never know. Maybe they'll let me reschedule. It's amazing how things can change when we see them a little differently. And it really comes down to what we think about. That's what Paul was saying in his letter. Everything changes when we put our focus on what is good in our lives. And really, God is doing good things in us and all around us all the time. We just have to pause to remember what is true. The thing is, you know that God loves you. He gives you what, he needs, what you need. He's always with us through good times and through tough times. If we focus on those things, we'll remember what matters most. Every day, you can decide where to put your focus. Read our bottom line together with me, please. One, two, three. Focus, focus on, on what, what is, is true. true. So Jesus, right now, we just thank you for helping us to focus on what is true all the time. Even in times where we're frustrated or scared or sad or whatever's going on in our lives, Lord Jesus, we just thank you that you are always there for us. And we can go back to the word that we've hidden in our hearts, the verses that we've memorized, the things that we've read from your word to help guide us and to help us to focus on what is true in your name. Amen. Amen. The Apostle Paul wrote, Finally, my brothers and sisters, always think about what is true. Think about what is noble, right, and pure. Think about what is lovely and worthy of respect. If anything is excellent or worthy of praise, think about those kinds of things. You know what that means? It means you're in charge of what you think about. Maybe you can't control every single thought that enters your brain. Think about fish. You must think about... But... You can control the thoughts that you focus on. <laughs> yes, you can. Having integrity doesn't just mean you're honest with other people. It means you're honest with yourself too. And to do that, you need to try and focus on things that you know are true. Things like, God made you. God forgives you. God loves you. He loves you so much that he sent Jesus to die on a cross for you. And he's big enough to bring Jesus back from the dead. So he's bigger than all of the things that you and I worry about. So the one thing to remember from today is this. Focus on what's true. And if you ever feel like you can't control your thoughts or if the voices inside seem too loud, talk to someone you trust about it. Find someone who will help you stay focused on the truth of God's amazing love for you. You know what? I'm gonna choose not to believe the voices that are telling me that I'm not any good. God made me, I am good. And then I'm going to try to give the best speech that I can. Bet you didn't see that coming, did you? No, <laughs> I mean, nope. Yeah, yeah, I thought not. I'll see you around everybody. I'll be thinking about you, bye. So I love how God works because I didn't know that this, that's the theme that he had. And that passage is in my uh, sermon today. And 
in, of course, our series on the mind of Christ. We're going to play a video in just a few minutes, but before we do, I, I was thinking about a way I could get you guys to really understand this and maybe illustrate it. So I want everybody to form a telescope with your hands, all right, adults too, kids and big kids, and I want you to find one thing on this stage, somewhere to the far left, something to the far right. I want you to focus on one thing. All right, does everybody have something? Do you have something? Focus on one thing. All right, somebody over here from the Barnett's, shout out the thing that you happen to find. A heart, all right? Somebody from the Berries, what do you see? A guitar? How about uh, Bob, what did you see? The, the what? Oh, 10 to 2, the clock, okay. Pastor Don. What? Oh, you saw it. <laughs> I was like, dude, you didn't win a prize. I was like, I think you missed the point of the game. Okay. <laughs> yay. Okay, you saw yay. I was so confused. All right, somebody from this section. The what? The, the globe. All right, somebody else. What did you focus on? The dinosaur. See, now, if I focused on that, I'd be scared. You know what I'm saying? Like T-Rex, I've, I've seen one too many Jurassic Parks. Okay. All right. What did you focus on? Oh, the vision banner. Yeah, excellent. And you with the blue coat, what did you see? The drums. Yeah. And so here's the thing. What I want you to realize now, I want you to, everybody put that telescope back. All right? Now I want you to really slowly open your hand. Real slowly. Now don't you see a lot more? All right. So here's the thing. Um, Satan wants you to focus on that one thing that maybe you did wrong, you know, last week or even that day, and make you feel so bad about it that then you can't go on to the next thing or enjoy your day, right? Maybe he wants you to focus like this. Everybody put the, the, the telescope back up. He wants you to focus on something else that somebody else did wrong, right? And then what if you focus, what if I focus on that T-Rex all day, right? And I'm just focusing on it all day. Let me think I would eventually get really scared. In fact, the more I focus on it, the bigger it gets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And here's the thing. Satan wants to exaggerate. He wants to exaggerate that thing that's, that's negative in your mind and, and maybe leave you in a place of being worried and afraid. One of the things I tell my kids all the time is it's true for, for them as a 7-year-old and 11-year-old, and it's true for you, adults, moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas right? The key to your happiness is gratitude. The key to your happiness, I tell them this all the time, the key to your happiness is gratitude, being thankful. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take that telescope back up, all right? Now, zoom way out, open your hand, and everybody just start shouting something else you see. Yeah. A lot of cool things, right? And this is, okay, now pause for a second. This is what can happen. So instead of we're going, oh, I messed up on the test. Or, oh, mom and dad yelled at me again because, you know, I had a bad attitude and I kicked the cat. You know, and like something bad happened. And then the cat got mad, so I kicked the dog. You know, I mean, it's just like, and then bad things, it just keeps getting worse and worse, and then you kick the coffee table, and you realize it's one of those invisible glass coffee tables that are really dangerous, and you hurt your shin, and it just gets worse and worse and worse, because you're focusing on that one thing. When God wants you to say, hold on, look around you at all the amazing things. You had food today. How many, how many know you're going to have food today? Come on, can I get an amen? How many of you have a bed to sleep in tonight? See, I'm going to focus on the truth of these things. This is why it's so important, moms and dads, so important that when you pray with your kids at night, I want to just encourage you, list the things you're thankful for because they will repeat what they see in you, not so much what you teach. They're going to repeat what they see in you. Thank you, God, for the food that you gave us today. Thank you for the home that we live in. Thank you, God, that you forgive me of my sins and give me a second chance. When you can focus on what's true and noble, and praiseworthy, these things are worthy of praise, right? Then it puts your mind in the right place. So I want you to watch this video. All the kids and the big kids, point your attention to the screen. 1 Corinthians 2, 16. We have the mind of Christ. 
everyone who is in Christ is a new creation. So why is it so many of us Christians fall into the mind traps of condemnation and comparison? Condemnation says, I'm never good enough. While the truth is, Jesus is and he gives you his righteousness. Comparison says, I'm good. In fact, I'm better than you. While the truth is only Jesus is good and he gives you his righteousness by giving you grace to believe in. Where does God's work of grace begin? In our mind? In our heart? Or maybe the two are more connected than we thought. You see, the thoughts of our heart determine our actions. Our actions form our habits. Our habits reveal who we are. Therefore, our thoughts equals who we are. Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. This is when we surrender to God. We must allow the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to renew our mind. We all need the mind of Christ to live in the freedom and the peace that Christ Jesus paid for on the cross. See, all you kids and big kids, God wants you to live in peace of mind. So everybody put your hand on your temples for a minute. Peace. Everybody give me a nice cheesy smile too. Cheesier, Rachel and Ellie. I want to see the teeth. Let me see the pearly whites. Yeah. Okay. Guess, guess what Satan wants you to do? Walk around. Bummed out. Ticked off. Right? Stressed out. That's not how God wants you. God wants to give you peace. And that comes by focusing on his goodness, the truth that he has given you every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 1 says. You are hidden in Christ. You're a new creation, that scripture says. You are a child of God. How many of you know you're a child of God? Amen? Want to invite up Science Todd? Give him a hand. Come on. Science Todd. Science Todd. I got to work on that. morning. <clears throat> Andrew and Haley are passing out a funky looking piece of paper with a bunch of black blotches on it. And we're going to do a little experiment here. Give you a few minutes. So what you're going to do with that paper when you get it is you're going to hold it up um, in front of you and there should be four small dots in the middle of it. Do you guys see the dots? They're like right in a line, right in the center. There's four on this one. Yeah. Andrew, can I have one of those? Thanks. So it's going to go this way, and you're going to stare at these four dots right here in the middle. Okay? So I'm going to set my timer, and you're going to look at that for 30 seconds. Does everyone have one now? Okay. I'm going to set my timer for 30 seconds. I want you to stare at those four dots, and then I want you to look away at a blank wall. Don't look up at the lights. Look at a blank wall and see if you can see anything. Okay, so ready, set, go. Okay, time's up. Does anybody see anything? What do you see, Caitlin? You see Jesus? Does anyone else see Jesus? Yeah. So it's interesting how when we stare at something for a while, it kind of becomes imprinted in our mind, right? So the same thing happens in our lives. When we focus on something for a while, we carry it with us. But most likely, we'll see the effects of what we're focusing on for a lot longer than that. Um, even longer than what it takes for the picture of Jesus in our mind to fade. So I want you to turn your attention to the screen. We have a short video. Has anyone ever watched a scary movie and regretted it later? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
So we're going to watch this funny, cute movie of a cat watching a scary movie. Um, and then Science Todd's going to talk to you. So I think this poor cat is not going to forget what it watched. <laughs> we were afraid to share the ending. At the ending, somebody screams, and the cat jumps off out of the way. But uh, so uh, let's see. It's hard to shake, off, shake it off, isn't it, as far as what you see? And on the other hand, if most of what you focus on is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, worthy of respect, excellent, worthy of praise, then imagine how great it would be to carry out those thoughts with you throughout the day. Uh, try, to, try to start every day by focusing on something excellent. You could read your Bible, memorize a verse, listen to a worship song, pray, write down three things you're thankful for, could also do this before bed, too. Uh, so sometimes when we're trying to have good or positive thoughts or thoughts that are uh, pleasing to God, uh, we have to watch what we take in as well. And during this time of year, we're close to Halloween or something, and so we have to be careful what we watch and things like that, just like that poor cat, you know. So it's important that we be on guard for what when Satan's trying to put negative things in our mind. And then we have things like nightmares and things like that as well. So but so that's all we have. Right? So here's for thank you. Thank you, thank you. Good job. Great job. Thanks, guys. Yep. Nothing like that scaredy cat that was on there. Uh, now if you did not see Jesus in that picture on the wall, um, try to get at home, stare at those dots, try not to blink. Try not to blink for that 30 seconds. Um, I will also post a picture online because if you can't see it on the paper, um, sometimes just the light from the, the phone screen or the computer will help you to be able to see it better. But it is kind of neat when you look up at a blank wall and then you blink a couple times, it's like, wow, Jesus is there. So um, it's kind of funny when we look back at bad things that have happened to us, often we see how God was up to something very good at the same time. And when you change your focus, it changes the way you see everything in your life. So think about what happened with Jesus. When he died on the cross, do you think his friends thought that was a terrible day? It sure did seem like a terrible day, and it was. But they were this, as the disciples were sad and scared and confused because of all that happened to their friend, but we know that it was part of God's plan. When Jesus came back to life, the disciples realized that God's plan was good. Maybe that's why Paul thought it was so important for us to think about the things that are true, noble, right, and pure, lovely, and worthy of praise. If we remember that God has a plan for our lives, that can help us stay focused on what matters the most. If we set our minds on what is good, right, and true, then we can choose to live with integrity. So remember our bottom line for this week. Focus on what is true. I love what Pastor Jordan did when he asked us to focus on something. And what I realized is that every person was focused on something different. If we rely on each other or we rely on uh, our own understanding, we're all going to be focused on different things. But when we rely on the word of God, that's where our focus needs to be. And he'll point us in the right direction and help us to focus on his truth. And uh, sometimes, uh, parents, we need to guide our kids in that. We need to make that conscious choice to, to focus on what's important in our lives and focus on what's true. So a challenge to all you parents. Just like the glasses that I wear, it helps me to focus 
and see things a little clearer. So today we are giving you guys each a pair of cool sunglasses and they are gonna run around and deliver those right now. And then you guys are going to drop off your totes back at, their, at the table and grab a snack to eat on your way out the door. But every time you put these sunglasses on, we want you to focus on the sun. <laughs> Get it? Not the sun in the sky, silly. The sun, Jesus, Jesus, that was actually a cheesy joke that everybody at home was not laughing at as well. So anyways. And she still went with it. I still I like went it. with it. I like it. <laughs> so you're going to take a pair of sunglasses, and every time you wear them, we want you to remember what to focus on. Before you go, I know you get excited about your glasses and the, and the takeaways and stuff, but I don't want you to miss this opportunity to meet Don. Everybody say hi, Don. Don, can you stand up real quick? Hi, Don. Listen, missionary or parents and grandparents, I want you to understand something. It's always awesome when you support any missionary, right? I just had a revelation as I was thinking about you, Don. It's like when you give to a normal missionary and you say, this is going to be my missionary. I'm going to give this $20 a month to this missionary. They're going to become my missionary. They might impact 100 people, maybe 200 people, which is awesome. But I just sat there and I'm like, you're providing sound. 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 people are going to heal, hear the gospel, come on, because of his ministry. So I really want you to pray about thinking uh, or pray about giving to Don's ministry each and every month and letting him be your missionary. If you don't have a missionary for your family, pray about that. And please go up and meet Don and get his story, Get his, uh, let him get your name, okay? Once, Thank you. Once again, thanks for coming. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Give Christine and Nate Bye, a guys. big hand. Come on.